0: With, yeah, after all that, with a track record that has three times been voted on as more reliable than a chain hoist at the Thomas and Mac, please welcome Josh Hambone-Hilton and Justin Rumper with an extremely
1: surprising special episode yes. of Rump Chat. Hello, everyone. How we doing? woo T-shirts. Yeah. You need a T-shirt. You need a T-shirt. Big Bam. car. Yeah, there you go. Oh, there's our monitor. Hey, woo. also... Uh, if you look,
2: see that dude with the black hat right there with the table? On that table, sir, right there? Those are Pendleton Whiskey t shirts. Those are free. Yes. But hold, there's, there's there's only one, uh, hold, hold the t shirt up. Can yeah. you hold one t shirt up? They're, they're not the biggest t shirts in the world.
1: <laughs> they are. So if anybody's got a small child that wants to wear a Pendleton Whiskey brand, <laughs> hey. we don't condone it, but there you go. Take yeah. one of those t-shirts. Also, if you want to buy a Rub Chat mm. t-shirt, right over there, Jesse Knutson 920 Rodeo has got some stuff to give away. <laughs> so, yeah, we better get right into it. We've got a huge show today. Um, we've got uh, badass bareback rider coming up here. We've got two badass singers coming on. and um, Our country music day. It's a country music day. And it's, it's all presented
2: today. By our good friends at the WCR WRCA. I always, WRC. World why do I
1: always get that mixed up? WCRA. The WCRA. champion Championship Rodeo Alliance. The each, It's not an association. It's, an, it's alliance. an alliance. And
2: each day that, that uh, we do rub chat here, the uh, rodeo of the day is the one that brings us to it. And the rodeo of today is actually Cowtown Christmas. Yes. Which is going to be happening in Fort Worth, Texas. Uh, it starts December 14th through the 17th at Cowtown Coliseum. So... The good thing is, like, when the NFR gets over and you're, like, kind of bummed and all the magic's gone and you're, you know, it's kind of like a, hung, a hangover, you can still go to Fort Worth right after the NFR, right before Christmas, and watch the very best rodeo cowboys in the world compete. And our, our, our first guest today has got a chance at the million dollars. Yeah.
1: It's, uh, <clears throat> but last night... Uh, Real quick, any thoughts on... Uh, okay, so last night, the coolest, <laughs> the coolest shit ever last night was when the lights wouldn't come back on.
2: <laughs> okay. well, Probably not for the bareback riders, but for it, everybody They didn't else. come
1: on because they were told not to. The, uh, one of the uh, cable systems that raises the stage failed. So the stage was only about seven foot off the ground. And, um, you know, I will say this. You're always asked to push production, especially at this rodeo. And, you know, make it different. Make it special. And technology is awesome. But when it doesn't work, it will screw you. I mean, how many times is your computer locked up and you lost a Word document or something? I mean, it's just it happens all the time. But you know what? They just keep pushing and keep moving forward. So um, I do have two complaints to start the day.
2: Oh, God. My, you know, why do you say it like that? Go. My two NFR complaints... Okay, I, I don't know if the person's around here. I about got into a fight on the way up here today. I was walking down the, uh, the hall here, and a nine-year-old boy roped my foot, and I about fell down, and I threatened to whoop his dad's ass, and then his dad showed up. Complaint number one, don't rope people you don't know, okay? This is not the rodeo. This is the trade show. Don't rope me. You threatened to lip a little boy's ass? I didn't threaten him. I threatened his father. And what did his father say? He said, you got a problem? I said, no. And I just walked off real quick. <laughs> I don't want to fight. I'm a pacifist. Uh, thing number two, I, uh, my pet peeve with the NFR. I've been getting my friends uh, screenshot me the fine sheet. And I, I don't know. I just hate that we have the most elite guys in the world, right? The best rodeo cowboys. And they cannot wait to find the shit out of everybody. Like, uh, they, they find... Um, that steer laid down last night, I think it was, I think it was Will Loomis's steer. He got fined 250 bucks for not being ready because he didn't nod soon enough. Like, I understand production and you got to get it done and we have to be done in two hours and whatever. But at the same time, these are, you know, over $20,000 rounds that these guys have worked their whole life to get here. For the love of God, give them a little bit of well, a that's break. Th-
1: that's from the judges, though. That, I mean... I know, but the still. judges are fine. Are, are Rocker,
2: Rocker Steiner has been fined $1,250. Uh, for yelling the F word. He yelled the F word. Okay, so for all you guys that uh, like finance, does anybody here know what it costs to say the F word in the Thomas and Mac? Anybody?
1: <laughs> Jesse. <laughs> $500.
2: Uh, you know how much it costs if you ask for a re-ride? Jesse. $250. And put those two together, what's that? That's $750. What was the
1: other fine for? Interfering with the production. What was that? He didn't get out of the arena. So he was hanging out wanting to re-ride.
2: Oh, my goodness. So, well. They should have a
1: fine for having fun. Hey, you got to quit smiling. Get out of the arena. This is the NFR. Well, I talk, I have a little... Th- something happened today talking about money uh, and finding. You get the dipshit award of the day. So my wife and my son, my three-year-old boy, they flew out this morning. And I, so I took a – I have an 8 o'clock a.m. meeting, the Thomas and Mac production meeting. So I had to go to that. I took a lift down there, and then she took the car with the car seat, parked it in the short-term parking so they could fly out. And I would catch a ride over to the airport, get the car, and go on. Well, she leaves the keys in the fuel tank. The fuel tank doesn't open with the car locked. So I'm trying to jostle around and maybe loosen it up, and all of a sudden, pop, and this happened. He ripped the cover off the fuel tank. (laughs) Off of our rental car. It's a BMW. To which I'm, at this moment, pretty hot, right? To which I'm texting my wife not so politely to which she calls me so I have not only ripped the door off our rental car gasp uh, I have pissed off my wife to which she says all you have to do is touch the door handle it'll unlock you know it's so, keyless entry so he went and got J.B. Weld and duct tape and so he, I J.B. Weld that bad boy back on and it's held so far so but every, that's dipshit of the day right every, here. Everybody here, go to the thrifty website. Shut up. And tell them that,
2: that when a Josh Hilton returns his car, the gas tank cover will be broken.
1: Okay, let's meet our first guest of the day. Let's meet our <laughs> first guest. Okay, I would like. Rump's man crush. It's not my man crush. I just A-R-C. think he's a cool
2: dude. <laughs> ever, since, ever since RC started riding bareback horses, I've always, you know, I'm a, I'm a big fan of bareback riding. And uh, R.C. is one of the coolest guys I've ever met. He's a solid, down-to-earth, not wild, you know, just does his thing, rides bareback horses, and he used to have long hair. Tell looked him what really you cool. said about
1: it, looking into his eyes.
2: If you, have you ever guys ever looked into R.C. Lanningham's eyes? It's like the first time I saw the Beatles, okay? But our NFR guy, a guy that's got a chance <laughs> with the WCRA to win $1 million, he's got a Barnes horse out tonight. From California, RC Landingham. Yeah. How you guys doing? Uh, what's up, buddy? That's not that's not creepy, is it? Like you don't, When I walk by, you don't. Uh, you can be honest on here. I'm not the guy that's like, oh God, here comes Rump. I better try to duck him.
3: <laughs> well, I didn't know anything about it until I passed him in the hallway at Houston one day, and he told me that you had a big crush on me. I don't right? have a crush. <laughs> I just think you're a cool guy. I kind of no. avoided you for a short period
4: of time. <laughs> what the hell? In,
1: L- in Logandale, Nevada, when we are having our pregame meeting, and we were looking out your camper window, and they were all playing hacky sack, you wanted to go out there so bad. I did. But you didn't want to embarrass yourself in front well, of RC. Well, I, I, I feel like that if you're not
2: a bareback rider, you shouldn't get into the hacky sack circle. Because I, I don't feel like I got
3: the street cred. I was in the circle? Yeah. Oh, that was probably the only time you would have seen me in there. <laughs>
1: you may <laughs> have just been standing there. You're
3: not a hacky sack guy? No. Not so much. Well,
2: RC, I, gotta, um, I got this sheet right here. Let me look at my notes. But you are up for the $1 million prize from the triple, K, triple Crown with the WCRA.
3: Yeah.
4: Now, does that,
1: so is that your third Triple Crown rodeo is going to be in Fort Worth?
3: Yeah. That'll Holy crap.
1: So you win that one, and it's a million dollars.
2: Yeah. Um, so with, with this event, now, I might be wrong on this. You back me up because you usually are better. But you have to win three in a row. Yes. Yep. So what what's your first two that you've won?
3: Uh, Corpus Christi back in June or July, and then Salt Lake. Or that one was in July, so the other one was in, like, May, I think. So I won both of those, and then now I go to Fort Worth in December, and I think I got six days off after the NFR is over. We'll Holy shit.
2: Dude, do you ever, like, is that not the wildest thing? Like, you come here, you get on ten of the rankest horses in a row, and then when it's over, all the bareback riders beat the crap out of each other in the locker room, and then six days later, you're riding for a million bucks.
3: Yeah, I'm going to have to avoid the locker room after the ten uh, rounds yeah. over.
2: You don't get in, involved in the uh, bareback riders smackdown?
3: I, I was in, I'm always in there, but I try not to participate in too many <laughs> of the... So, can you tell
2: everyone, uh, is it like Fight Club, can you talk about it openly? Yeah, that's you. so I want you to tell everybody about the N- the uh, NFR Bearback rider fight club.
3: So after the tenth round, it's not just the bareback riders anymore. It's pretty much anybody's wives, the bronc riders, their wives. We all set up a bar and music guys play drinking <laughs> games, and after about five minutes or so, everybody's wrestling, and sometimes there's fist fights, and you don't really know what's going to happen, but it turns into a pretty wild time.
2: Yeah, Cody Webster uh, got his eye black so bad,
1: he couldn't drive home the next day. <laughs> Did you know that? I didn't know that. Yeah, Brent Sutton almost broke a jaw. Yeah. I was in there last year, but I left before it got too rowdy. I Smart. Wish, I wish yes. that you would just get in there, Bone, and take one for the team. Like what? Wrestling? Yeah. I would wrestle Dawson Hay. Oh, Dawson Hay's a layup. Well, yeah, well, I'm not
3: stupid. I could, is Dawson here? He was, he was probably the number one involved in it last year. Was he yeah, really? Canadians. Yeah.
1: Them darn Canadians. If I had to pick three bear, or three rough
2: stock guys to fight that I know I could beat up, one would be Dawson Hay. Two would be Trey Kimsey because I've already beat him up twice. And three would be, uh, well, Casey, Phil, Tilden Hooper, and uh, – Goldriner. I'm not going to say the other one because <laughs> he listens to Rub Chat and he might actually take a swing. But uh, yes. with the WCRA, I mean, a lot of people have a misconception about it that, you know, they're, that's not the PRCA. We don't cheer for that or whatever. But the WCRA is actually a pretty dang cool system that's set up. If you guys don't know anything about it, go to their website and check it out because you can nominate any rodeo. It doesn't matter if it's PRCA, IPRA, a jackpot, you can nominate that rodeo. So, with the with the way that the system is set up, you could not rodeo hard and still get in the position to win the million bucks.
3: Yeah, exactly. And when when I first started nominating rodeos, I didn't really like it that much either. I was I was just coming back from some injuries and uh, wasn't picking the right rodeos to nominate. Didn't end up earning any points. Didn't get to go to the, any any of the big uh, WCRA rodeos, and I was kind of down on it for a while. And then. I started nominating again uh, early last season, and it's been great ever since. I mean, we, we get to nominate after we know what horses we're getting on, so we know if we have a good chance of placing or not. So then we get to pick if we want to nominate that rodeo, earn some points, then you're on the leaderboard, and then they also give weekly bonuses. So if you if you enter a Division One rodeo and you win that rodeo and you enter a Division Two rodeo, you can win m- multiple – Times your entry fee back. Anyways, you don't. Even, I haven't paid a single dime throughout wow. this whole thing.
2: So that's awesome. This is this is your numbers right here. With the WCRA earnings in two events, in two rodeos, you've won forty-four thousand six hundred dollars. That's you've nominated six rodeos. You've had four rides. Your average earning per ride is eleven thousand one hundred and fifty dollars.
3: Wow that's pretty good stance <laughs> weekly bonus merry christmas you have no, nobody nominates either i I don't understand it
2: six weekly bonuses at twenty eight hundred dollars and your potential w c r a lifetime earnings after cowboy crisp after cowtown Christmas championship rodeo will be one million seventy five six hundred and fifty and that's in one year
1: in one year so that's just it like so it pays fifteen thousand to win that event. Twenty-five thousand, uh, Reliance Ranch's bonus. Just, just here. Here's another twenty-five grand. Congrats! And then if you win, it, obviously that's your third one. So that's a million dollars.
4: Yep. Yeah.
1: And then, and, and you get to draft your own stock. Talk about that. How about how how you guys draft your own uh, bucking horses.
3: Yeah. So you nominate the rodeos. You're in points, and then if you're at the top of the leaderboard, when you get to that major event, you get to pick your stock before everyone else and you get a buy to the short round if you don't want to compete in the long round which that's up to you if you can do both if you want and like at Cowtown it's uh, triple points so if it was close for that VRQ code uh, bonus the $25,000 I, nom- I would enter the first round as well so that I could earn triple points in three separate rounds but I'm, I think I have earned enough points already that I already have that one so I'll just go straight to the short round, pick my horse, and then hopefully win that round, and then I'll get to pick first in the short round if, also.
2: If you could pick one horse, and he doesn't even have to be there, but if they said, RC, we, we're going to give you the choice of everybody in pro rodeo, you get one horse that you can pick to win the million on, what horse are you picking?
3: Virgil. You're picking the Verge. Wow. Have you ever been on Virgil? I haven't. Till Monday night, I'm getting on him here. <laughs> That's when he's out. Did you hear that? He's
1: calling his shot right here, Virgil. On yeah, Monday, they won't find you. You won't find out until tomorrow what tomorrow. you have for Monday.
3: Yeah, correct. What so. is,
1: what's kind of your normal schedule during the NFR here? Because
2: like, I mean, you guys are super busy, and the days go by fast with a 5:45 start time.
3: Yeah, we uh, well, we have a year and a half old now, so it's kind of changed a little bit. The rodeo starting at 5:45 makes it easier because we can be home at a decent hour. But uh, get up, go to the gym, go to the sauna come back to the room, eat breakfast, usually come do something like this for an hour or so, go eat lunch, go take a nap, head to the rodeo, and go home, give a bite to eat,
0: well, start I, over.
2: I knew how tough RC was. The first time I got to hang out with him and, and Cy Skyver, Skyver <laughs> Bootmaker's right there, we were in... Uh, yeah, Cy Skyver's, okay, this
1: is, don't bring
2: this into that. <laughs> he was with us, though. We went out on the boat. Y'all ever heard of air chairing? Y'all, you know, that's a California thing, did you?
1: Oh, this is a Reno
2: Rosser story. An air chair is something you strap your ass to, and it's got a fin on the bottom, and you go up into the air behind a boat. In Oklahoma, no one's ever heard of the air chair. No. So we went out on the boat, and we took RC and everybody, and, and uh, tur- I didn't try it because, you know, I'm fat. Fat people don't do water sports very good. RC tried it for, like, probably three hours, and he hit the water. So unbelievably hard over and over and over. He would just about get up on the air chair, and then would get out from underneath him, and he would just eat shit. And I'm like, this might be the toughest guy I've ever met. So that's why I've been a big fan, because you're pretty tough. Because after about the 30th time that you bounce your face off Camp Far West, <laughs> outside of Sacramento, California.
3: I don't like not being good at things, so it was a... Uh challenge I was trying to conquer and I didn't how, quite get it figured out. How old are you? 32.
1: 32. Oh, you old bastard. I remember it was just uh, yesterday and this cat could really ride bulls, too. You Remember them days?
4: That was a long time ago. That was a long time do ago. You ever think,
1: do you ever think about
2: cracking out with the WCRA and nominating a couple? If you drew the right bull, no. would you nominate? No. Little all-around points?
3: I don't think I'd ever get on another one. I think that, that, that last <laughs> that injury ship kind of is
2: Why do you think the more? Is that people- a Houston?
3: Yeah. That's right.
1: Uh-huh.
2: Why do you think more people don't nominate for this awesome deal with the WCR? I, I don't know. I think,
3: I think it's growing. I think more people are starting to pay attention. And I think after this next event, if things go my way, it will really grab attention for, for a lot of people. And I think next year it's probably going to start really taking off.
2: What are you going to buy?
3: If you win the million dollars
2: at Cowtown... What's the first thing you're going to buy once you get that million bucks? Honesty here.
3: Uh, Actually, I'm going to buy a new place for the family.
4: Oh, there you
2: go. Well, uh, I don't know if you know this, but we actually are taking investors with Rump Chat. So if you do win the million, your name could be right over on that deal right there. (laughs) (laughs) Well, RC, we're so glad to have you. Invest in your future, RC. I, I, I I uh, I have you bought in my... And my uh, pro fantasy rodeo team, not a
1: big deal. Do you do you hate that when people come up and say, "Oh, you're you're in my league." No. You better I do like, good. I oh, like, oh, I, like oh your... I better do good cuz I'm in your fantasy league. Yeah. Okay, thank yeah. you. Yeah. No, I, I say it all the time. Me. I don't give a shit. Like, I'm just spitting the truth here, but uh
2: big fan of yours RC and we're we're so glad to to you got to come out today and we're going to be cheering for you for the rest of the NFR. And, and I really want to see it. No one has ever done it. It's Riley Webb and the calf open has, has come close. There's been a couple people come close to the million dollars. Michelle Darling had to win Corpus. That was her third for the, uh, hey, the triple. Yeah, she's so on, on a side note. But um, she was uh, up for the million bucks, and she got bumped by like two-tenths of a second. So no one has ever won the million dollars with WCRA. Huge. But this December... Cowtown Coliseum, the 14th through the 17th. Yep. Cowtown Cowboy Christmas in Fort Worth, Texas. If y'all get a chance, if you're listening at home or on Apple or iTunes, yeah, whatever. Yeah, if you didn't
1: make it out here, in Fort Worth, that, that, the downtown, uh, the stockyards is just, it's unbelievable. They're calling it like a, a, another, another Nashville. They've done so much down there the last five years. There's great restaurants, lots to do, so... If you didn't make it out here, even if you did, and you're not dead broke from gambling your savings away, yep. go to Fort Worth, watch this man win a million dollars. And if you can't make it, it's on CBS 1 o'clock Eastern on Christmas Day. So,
3: Yeah, it's going to be a good show, so hopefully we'll see you guys all out there. Awesome. We're going to
2: hope that you're going to win that million, but thanks for coming out. And how thanks. about a round of applause for our man right here, R.C. Lannyham. Yeah, good luck guys. tonight, bud. I'm sorry that you think I was weird.
1: <laughs> all you girls standing
4: together like that. Yeah.
1: Hey. All right. Cheers. Hey. Who's Everybody drinking? get a Gold Buckle beer. Who's drinking? Hey. Get him up. Hey. Gold Buckle beer right over the corner. Hey. Speaking of drinking, hey. country music hey. show. Hey, this guy we're going to bring up is, uh, yeah, both of you. Come on up. No, no just, just one guy. Okay. Um, Ray Tom just got shut down. Yeah, Ray Tom. Sit, sit down, Ray Tom. Um, we've been friends for a long time And he's just a he's, a he's a cowboy singing about cowboy stuff And that's what's really cool He doesn't wear a ball cap backwards And sing about Chicks sitting in the middle of his pickup truck and Dirt roads and You know, six packs And well, maybe a little bit of drinking in there But um, anyway, let's give a Huge round of applause For the great Chansey Williams
2: been rocking it at the South
5: Point. Look at him, he's dressed up for our show. I wanted to class you guys up a little bit, so I wore a suit coat.
1: Yeah, no, why did you really dress up today? Oh, you were on another show. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was out of shirts in my
5: hotel room, is all I had left. So. You're
1: going to Flint's show next probably, aren't you? No,
5: we're doing Cowboy Channel next. So. Oh, yeah. there's the truth. Cheers. Well.
1: Chansey, you look like a
2: photoshopped version of yourself right here. Thanks.
5: thanks. <laughs> I clean up nice once
2: in a while. You know, it's early in the day. so You look like you could be an extra on Yellowstone. <laughs> I
5: th- thanks?
4: Well, <laughs> yeah, I don't know how to put that. Uh, no, like, like
1: when all the guys with the nice hats and the suit coats. Are are your, are your spurs so nice they sing all the way across the barnyard? Oh, yeah. Because that's what they said one show. And I clean. had to turn it off. Because you will get bitch slapped if you ever say that on a ranch. Yeah, um, uh, yeah. So, a uh, little announcement. Uh, Chancey, big announcement. Uh, yes, it's big. Thank you, Rumford. Sorry. Um, sorry. Just found out. Congratulations. He's making his grand old Opry debut. Everybody. Yeah. Thank you.
5: He and the band. Yeah. They're going to be there with you, right? <laughs> you guys come down as we just. Oh, got when, the, when is that? I think it's going to be in March. They gave us a list of dates to choose from. At uh, I think we're going to do it in March. Yeah. It was. Thursday, we got to email that said we're playing the Grand Old Opry, and then, which was huge, we were super excited about. And then about wow. an hour later, we got a call that said we're playing Billy Bob's for the first time in in May. So it was a big day wow. for for booking dates.
0: <laughs>
5: Dean was happy with that.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, um, just the just prestige. I mean, the Grand Old Opera is like I, I don't know to compare it in rodeo. I guess it'd be like winning, you know, Pendleton or Cheyenne. You know, getting that coveted buckle from Cheyenne with the four horseshoes on there, you know, to have right. that. When, when people see that buckle in this industry, they know, I know. That, you know you've it, been there and done that.
5: It's one of those uh, bucket list things, you know, you always dream about doing, you know, like, when I was, started playing music, I was like, it should be fun to play the Grand Old Opry someday, but it's kind of like you dream about winning the lottery, you know. Everybody dreams about doing it, just probably never happens, but I didn't think it ever happened, but we're sure excited that It finally did.
1: Well, and it's so, the music industry is so hard, because I know some very talented musicians from living in Fort Worth and that area, I mean, very talented, and you're thinking, you know, when I first, oh, this guy's going to be huge, and, you know, does fine, but around Texas, you know, and then has never had that opportunity, and and now you're one, your picture's up there by Johnny Cash, and Merle Haggard and Willie Nelson, and
5: yeah it's going to be awesome, you know like you said, the music business is tough, and we've been at it a long time, but I'm just kind of bullheaded I just don't give up, but I knew we'd get there someday, it just took a while. We didn't take no shortcuts
2: yeah no <laughs> well yeah i mean there there in your in your business, there is no shortcut, like you got to put in the time and uh i've I've learned more about it after you know we've been friends and I've got to be friends with some other people like that. It is not okay, it is so much more work than than I originally thought. Like, you know, you think about singers, oh, man, they got these fancy buses and they just show up, but it is a grind.
5: Yeah, yeah you know, everybody sees the stage stuff, and hell, we do that part for free. You know, we get paid for all the, the time on the road and, you know, learning how to play and write songs for your whole life is what you actually get paid for. But the performance stuff itself is... Uh, is the fun stuff, you know. But it, it, it's hard to like anything. It's like ranching or rodeoing. If you're going to be good at something, you've got to put in the time your whole life to get good at it or you won't be the best at it. You know, Chancey actually got me hate mail. Did you know that?
2: Oh, no. When, he was, when he was on Rump Chat a while back, uh, <laughs> I think it was two years ago, when <laughs> I was joking around about how uh, Chancey gave me – uh, we were passing the – the whiskey bottle around after the uh, concert in Colorado out there. And I got COVID from Chansey. Um,
5: <laughs> no, for the no first... we didn't. That, was, that, that concert was, that rodeo was during COVID. Yeah. And turns out maybe a lot of people oh, got COVID right
1: after that. The Stoneham Super Spreader. <laughs>
5: in, uh, in a world where everybody's supposed to be six
2: foot apart and wearing masks, there's about 75 people on Chansey's bus Passing around a bottle of whiskey, <laughs> and so I I sit on there just as a joke. I was like, "Yeah, I got you know COVID from Chancey Williams," and like this lady on my I, my iPhone six, I got a screenshot of it. She's like, "You're such an asshole. He's a good person, and for you to put that on, you can't prove that Chancey Williams gave you the sickness, and you shouldn't be saying that shit about Chancey."
5: Thanks, mom. <laughs> <laughs>
4: yeah, I was
2: I was like, well, I mean. It, I mean, it could have happened right there. She but was from Moorcroft. <laughs> Thanks, that's, Mom. That's my claim to fame is like, at the end of the day, what have I done in this world? Hosted a mediocre uh, podcast with my best friend. Um, I have triplets, and I got COVID from Chancey Williams. Yeah, from the <laughs> Grand Old Opry. <laughs> that was a fun one. Oh, and I stole it, and that's an old story, but of course, I... Had an
5: accident on his rug and stole it. <laughs> yep, yep. We've lost like three rugs now, and every are time, are you one, serious? Everyone, every time one gets stolen, like our Hambone and, and Rumford in town, or do you, do you that, have that rug really did tie the room together? Yeah, I know <laughs> we we have our bus driver now park on it, so we'll put it out and it will back up. <laughs> like suddenly, quit stealing our damn
2: rug. I know. I know. We've told the story before, but since we do have people here, uh, even if you're listening at home, just shut up. Because we're going to tell again, I got onto Chansey's bus in Gooding, Idaho one year. He was playing the concert, and uh, he left his bus unlocked. So, J.W. Big mistake. JW, we, don't, we don't
5: do that anymore.
2: J.W. <laughs> Harris and I, we just walked on the bus. And there was all kinds of booze in there and food. And, and uh got a little into the old, uh, the old silly sauce. The old, the old, silly, the old Pendleton. I got a little sick. And I uh, may have Had a little accident on Chancey's rug And it was this big beautiful rug Chancey Williams and the Younger Brothers band I threw up on it and I was so embarrassed Because when Chancey got done With his concert I didn't want him to come back And see the, the, the rug So I just rolled the rug up With a puke on it And uh, I hit it
1: And never gave it back so. uh, now you are, you are a crummy bastard
2: That's not crummy Out of respect at, a least, bad person. at least he
1: didn't poo in your bust.
5: Right. You no, know. I
1: will not do that to you. Rule number one. <laughs> Is that rule, a rule number two? Especially since you have you know the best fiddle player in the world. Right. And the hottest. Hey. Girl. And the hottest. It's a woman. Um.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. Thank you. Uh, just clarifying. You know. Right. Uh, So, is that a number one? You don't know. The number one is you don't go number two. (laughs) Number one, you don't go number two. Yeah. (laughs) Do you guys, like, is there under, like, I don't know this
2: because I'm not a country music singer, but is there, like, just under, like, rules that should just be understood about traveling on the bus? Yeah, for sure. Like, you don't have to explain.
5: Yeah, there's just, there's 12 people on the bus typically at most times and uh, try to stay out of everybody's way and, you know, try to be quiet at night, which we typically don't do. Sorry, Brooke. And... So, you know, going in and out of the bunks, if you're partying up front, try to be quiet and you know the bathroom rules. But yeah, it's we love we live on that thing, so it's yeah. it's like it's like twelve people living in a single wide trailer. Okay, going so this road. is
2: gonna be gross, but this is round chat so we can ask this. So does the bus driver is he the guy that has to empty the black tank on the bus? Yep. Who's but, your bus driver?
5: Aaron, he's right there.
1: Hey, all hey. right. <laughs> round of applause for Aaron. We
2: call
4: yeah.
5: them, Aaron, you got to pull the old the, the old, old black tank, the old P tank. We do it all regulation style. We hook the hose up always at a place. Oh, and, you
1: don't do the Rumford? Let's just pull off on the ditch and trip that thing and drive off? It's organic. By
5: I mean hook the hose up, we don't pull off when it exits and open the tank. We never have done that.
2: Yeah, I mean
1: That's this guy. <laughs> he will dump it anywhere. It's ours all is, nice. ours It's embarrassing.
5: Yeah, it's air. There's just a little key in the bus, and you turn the key, and it empties and then...
1: Oh, you don't, you don't have to get under and pull it? No. it's Like handy. us low-lives do? See, right.
5: And, and if that hose ain't all the way We don't have to get our hands on, dirty. Yeah, I'll
1: um, tell you, you want to hear that click of that hose, because if that hose ain't all the way on, <laughs> things get... Uh, anyway. I want to do a <laughs> well, whole... While shitter's have, full. Merry we Christmas. have derailed here.
2: <laughs> shitter's full. Merry Christmas. I want to do a whole show with uh, bus drivers of country music singers. Because last night... At the Mirage Hotel and Casino, where uh, I host that awesome Rodeo Vegas party, I got to hang out with the bus driver, Tommy, that drives the bus for the Josh Abbott band. That is my people right there. A big dude who just likes to party and cruises around in a bus. And so I would like to, fo- no offense against you, actually, could you ear muffin for a minute? I want to throw my hat in the ring. When I retire from and I want to drive Chancey's bus. You're hired. Now I won't be able to drive it all the time because I'll be drinking.
5: Like you, <laughs> so we can drive like one or two hours a day. About yeah, the cool. band
2: may have to Uber a little bit. Ooh, but uh, you know, twelve people on a bus like getting along. I I can't even imagine. You know what what that takes because even with me and Bone, sometimes I want to beat the shit out of them, and we don't even travel together. You yeah, know, it's true. We get so is, is there any is there any times like on the bus or or does everybody you know kind of understand enough
5: that they kind of stay away from everybody and well it's nice if if you're sick of seeing everybody you can go to your bunk shut your curtain it's it's pretty private it's quiet and dark and air conditioning is tv's in each bunk so you can kind of have your own space but yeah no we, we all get along our my whole band and crew we're like a big family so there's usually never any problems it's really easy surprisingly i've heard horror stories from other bands but we never have that stuff happen dude I, I was, and Flint came
2: and rode with you on the bus, didn't he?
5: Yeah, he had a weekend off from the PBR, which he never does, so we picked him up in Billings and made a Montana run and came back. It was fun. Nice. Flint <laughs>
2: sang last night with him at the South Point.
5: Yeah, he sang Meet Me in Montana.
1: i I played the tambourine with him on stage before. In How Fort about you? Worth.
5: Yeah. You've you yeah. never
2: done that? No. Mm. I haven't done that, but mm. I did slam some rodeo cold beers and – <laughs> the no, South Point. The
1: before bathroom. we went on, you ever seen that video of, of, of the Eagles, uh, you know, play, singing Seven Bridges Road? I have not. There are stars in the southern sky. You oh, is that, that when they they're, all they're, stand in the corner? Yeah. 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 And we <laughs> did it before he goes on stage. There, You know, you have to watch the video. It makes sense. It was really no, funny. I've seen, I've seen the video. I've, when... Well, they're like warming up. And so they... the band was standing there and I go, okay, guys, here we go. Three, two
2: there and then we I believe
1: it. I believe the term is harmonizing oh there you wow look at you <laughs> you're hired but what was really cool is Dean had the flashlight and he's guiding him and I'm like right behind him and I'm getting all the way or maybe it was Ray Tom I don't know And one of them and I'm following him and we go through the pit and we're going up the stairs and the crowds out there and they're rumbling and we get, I'm like, oh, I'm, gonna, I'm just gonna go do it, you know.
5: That was a fun time,
1: and then and then you goes on stage. think goes, not you. <laughs> <laughs> you got sh- I got invited to be on the
2: stage. I actually got to dance on Chancey stage last year at the South Point.
5: I know. I'm at you at the Mirage this year because we had you and Tuckness and Webster and Flan. Everybody
4: was G- on stage.
2: Garrett Yergin went out and he's the worst dancer in the world. That is true. And Garrett was he stood on the cinch, uh, the riser thing, right? And was trying to dance and it just looked horrible. Like he's Garrett is a very talented announcer, but
5: he is just a horrible dancer. That was a fun night. We had fifteen people up there from the you know, industry of rodeo up there. It was fun. So I post
1: out that night and then I get all these pictures and Snapchats and I was completely disappointed. I know. And I'm sorry. It's a late
5: show, so I know it.
1: But so you're playing tonight. Tonight, yep. Tonight
2: well, is last night, last at, night at the South Point. Yep. What we, else you got going on this we're week? We're doing
5: an opening ceremony on the 5th. Sweet. Uh, what,
2: song, what song do you get to do for that?
5: We're doing The World Needs More Cowboys. They yeah. ask us if we do it. Yeah, we like that one. It fits it. It's fast, full band. Do you, do you know what's funny, though? When, when you came out with the
2: fastest gun in town, that was the opening song for every rodeo for over a year. Well, I know. Like we,
5: everybody we, played it. We kind of wrote that for. We wrote that for the opening ceremony. Me and Trent were like, you know, they want something fast that fits rodeo, which is what we like to ride anyway. So, we wrote that for the NFR because we were talking about, uh, you know, it's it's really hard to win the world, and if you're number one, everybody's gunning for you, and it's kind of like a, kind of like a gunfighter back in the old west. You know, if you're the fastest gun in town, there's always Jesse somebody James. wanting to take you down. Yeah. So we were, it was kind of about Stetson, you know. Like, it would be hard to be on top all the time because no matter if it's the number 50 guy or the number 2 guy, everybody's always gunning for you. So that's how we come up with Fastest Gun in Town. See, that's, that's, why, awesome. that's why I love your guys'
2: band because you know this, uh, as well as everybody, like, I'm not really a country music guy except for you and uh, a couple other people. But, you know, like, because I like shit like that, like Fastest Gun in Town because it, it's a good song for one. And for two, it's not hokey.
5: I know. Well, there's a lot of hokey country songs we try to avoid. Does
2: anybody try to pitch you a hokey country song, and you're like, nah? All the time. Really? Like, like what was the, the most hokey one?
5: Well, because I wear a cowboy hat, and I'm from Wyoming, and I'm a cowboy, everybody in Nashville has a cowboy song they want me to cut. And they're just the worst, typically, because, like, <laughs> the lingo they put in them is stuff that we would never say or cowboys would never say and like, I can't cut them. Like I'll tell them, it's not a bad song. You know, uh, the melody's not bad, but these lyrics are horrible. You know, and and maybe somebody in Nashville could get away singing a cowboy song that was written that way, but where all my friends are in rodeo and in the Western way of life,
2: we would all make they would so string much me up, being
5: like, "What'd you say?" We would yep. talk so you can't, much shit. <laughs> you can't on you sing that way. way. <laughs> I was we, like, we would just destroy you. And you know the bigger the cowboy thing's kind of coming back in country music with Cody Johnson doing well and all that stuff, so everybody in town's now thinking they can write cowboy songs, but you've had to live the life a little bit to know the lingo to be able to write those. So, But once in a while, you'll get one that fits, but it's pretty rare.
1: And, and what's awesome is one day, you know, well, you'll be on uh, Grand Old Opry, you know, coming up, and then probably like two days later, I'll see Snapchats so of you, you know, herding out on the ranch like, by yourself putting like, out hay, thousand sheep
5: you know just out there sheeping,
1: just out there sheep you know <laughs> and that's what makes it that's what makes you awesome
5: well that's all i know when i was talking to trent my producer last night you know i mean when i started music the pendulum was the other way it was like florida georgia line stuff and that those guys did really good at that type of music but that's we weren't like that at all I, but I didn't know what else to be. So I've always just kind of stuck with doing what we what we do is cowboy stuff and, and ranching songs. and So it's led us to where we are today, and the pendulum's coming back the other way, it feels like, a little bit. So we just stuck to our guns. <laughs> and it took a while before cowboys were cool again, but I think we're finally getting there. <laughs> and what I
1: appreciate, because now, uh, you know, with, at uh, San Angelo we're – Booking, we book bands and uh, different things and stuff, and, which we've talked and tried, you know, we'll, we'll get it worked out some of these days. But bands, a lot of them, man alive, it's like a, my three-year-old son, Gus, is more responsible than these guys. Like, they're pathetic. Like, you send them the hotel and they're like, um, well, where is it at?
5: Let me okay. Google that for you. For
1: God's sake, yes. It's like there's not that many hotels. There's only one Best Western. Or yeah.
5: Su- <laughs> Super 8. <laughs> well, they get taken care of a lot, so they never have to make anything happen on their own. But, like, we've always done everything our own way, you know, and earned the things the hard way. So, And growing up ranching, you just do it yourself, you know. Yeah. So, yeah, we, we get hired for a lot of dates, and it seems like everywhere we play, everybody's like, you guys are the easiest band in the world. I'm like, it's not that hard to be easy. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, what uh, what's the the
2: show you guys play? I think it's a is it in Deadwood where y'all dress up in your eighties gear?
5: Oh, white trash bash.
2: White trash bash. I yeah. saw the picture on Instagram and it was the coolest. Like, that was awesome.
5: My band we, we love dressing up, so like it's really fun to dress up and uh, wear wigs and shit. We have wigs on the bus, and but we 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 always loved Halloween because we always take Halloween to the next level, and then. We, want, we wanted something else in the year that you could dress up for. So we're like, what if we have a half a ween six months away from Halloween? We're like, all right, we're, so, so let's just, let's have a white, let's try a white trash bash. And the thing took off and it's like a big event now. We have it in Laramie and it got big enough where we have it in Deadwood now. But it's the easiest thing to dress up for because everybody's got a little white trash in them. Like, finally I can dress how I really want to dress. <laughs> I'll cut my sleeves off and wear a mullet. Yeah, like look at Ray Top.
2: He celebrates White Trash Bash every day of the lo- <laughs> <laughs> <He>
5: does. <laughs> yeah. He's kind of the poster child for White Trash Bash. Oh, <laughs>
2: that's so awesome.
1: Um, well, we just, we thank you so much for hey, coming by. Hey, Thanks for having brother. me on. It's always a pleasure, and, uh, man.
5: You guys are the best. And thanks <laughs> for supporting our music on Rump Chat all the time. We, we listen on the bus a lot.
1: Well, we, we love you guys and you're good friends and you're awesome with what you do. So, um, 10 o'clock tonight at. The South Point, you go on at 10, right? Uh,
5: 11, right after uh, the buckle oh, ceremony. 11, okay, I'm yeah. sorry. So, so it's a late show, so if people go watch other shows, they can still make ours because it's the late one.
2: And if you, that, I've told everybody that after last year, after going to that, if you get a chance to go to the South Point to see him, it is worth it because the show is absolutely electric. And uh, like you said earlier, he incorporates a lot of people from the rodeo, and it makes it cool. So be sure to check it out. I wish I could
1: go. I can't tonight, but.
5: Well, call in sick there and come down and be with us. I've been sick on your bus before.
1: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> But congratulations again to Grand Old Opry, Billy Bob. So check it out, Chancey Williams and the Younger Brothers Band. We love you guys. Thank you. Thank you. Big you. round of applause. Yeah, Chancey Willie, I
5: sure Williams. Disagree, Thank you. Thank you.
2: I, think I can sing back up on that.
4: More cowboys.
5: A few
1: more I gotta admit, Chancy, I owe you a beer because I totally ripped this off YouTube. I did not pay for it. I'm hey. sorry. I'm so sorry. Hey, Chancy. I'm the, so ashamed of myself. For the
2: record, I can, um, I have done some crummy things. However, I
1: bought other songs, just not that one.
2: I have bought every Chancy Williams song there is. On iTunes So I would like If I could get a refund There's one uh, album There's, there's five He's Ass He's lying
1: Alright We gotta get our next guy out Ah, suck it Tambo Ladies and gentlemen Country uh, Music Day The Country Music Day Is gonna continue on This guy is a storyteller um, Great guy Also cowboy Rancher From the Northland Ladies and gentlemen Let's bring him out Mr. Corb Lunda.
2: Here we go. We got to move that banner. Yeah. Oh, here he is. There he is, everybody. Get lost around there, back there, Corb. Man, it's always good to have Corb back on. We, we try to do this once a year at least. Um, last year when we did Rum Chat with Corb, he always, like, he knows me well enough to know that I like rock and rolling. Last year he had on a Iron Maiden t-shirt at Rum Chat, and I thought, could it get any better? This year he shows up, he's got on a Joan Jett and the Blackhearts t-shirt, <laughs> even better than last year. Uh, a cowboy, a storyteller. And, you know, uh, after last year, Corb, I got so many people um, on our Instagram at Rumpchat. If you guys don't know uh, Corb or haven't listened to any of the, uh, the the older podcast, I had so many people that never knew that Corb was in a rock band. I bet I had forty five people send me a message that said that they got onto uh, the YouTube channel and saw your your old um, your hard rock band yeah. where you were rocking out in thirteen MWs. What when you? You were wearing Wrangler jeans and rocking and rolling I was, yeah. back in the day. I was trying to... Uh, I mean, we bridge. don't wear those, of course, from the sign there, but, you know, but... Uh, uh, I was trying to bridge the cultural gap. <laughs> <laughs> so it's been one year since we've seen you. You said, uh, and I quote, I said, Corby, what have you been doing? I've been touring my ass off. That's right, Yep. So you're back in action after the shutdown up north, and and tell us about your year from when we see seen you
0: last? Uh, yeah, when the smoke cleared in March, we started touring. And we've, we've pretty much been on the road the whole time, mostly in the States. So I think have been 38 states since March. So 38 states since March. Hitting Are we even going out east and trying to convert them, too. So. Where, you, where do you go back east? Uh, we did all the big cities, Philly and Boston, New York, and D.C.
2: How? Okay, <clears throat> so I've never really been back there. Me and, me and Hama, we went back east one time. We went to uh, Glens Falls, New York, yep. for the rodeo, and it was
1: awesome. It was a good turnout. We drank an eighteen pack of beer during intermission. Yeah, that is a true story. We had plenty of time—twenty minutes. So, is is the is our kind
2: of music when you go back east? Do you feel like that it's kind of taken off, or like what's the feel for that?
0: Yeah, it's it's interesting. I have a mixed audience, and depending on where I'm playing, it's it's skewed one way or the other. Obviously, if I'm playing in Montana, it's more ranchy people and western people, but the people out east, I mean, there's a certain contingent of them that are probably Americana, Steve Earle fans, you know, and they also, whether they admit it or not, they're kind of uh, fascinated by cowboy stuff, right? So right. They, they, they like the stories, I think. But yeah, when, it's, it's interesting, because even when we play a city like Boston, there'll be a couple guys in Wranglers or Carhartts or Cinchers or whatever, and they show up and you can tell they're not from the city. They've driven four hours from the country to come see us. So.
1: That's awesome. Which is cool, though, because... All is doing is spreading the brand, you know, spreading uh, the cowboy life. And that's, that's awesome. I used to I used to give people a hard time, you know, that show up in a Brooks and Dunn, you know, flame shirt. I'm like, oh, look at this guy. But, you know, who cares? He's buying a ticket to your they're, show. They're or, trying. Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> well, you know, it's interesting. My grandpa used to go. He used to uh, rodeo in those deals they'd have out east in Boston Gardens and New York, New York at the. Madison Square Garden's in the '40s, so the East, the East has always had a taste for that kind of thing. He even went to England and, and rodeoed there. So it's, it's. I think there's always been a fascination with, with, you know, the frontier lifestyle out, out East.
1: So speaking of your grandpa, I, I want uh, maybe we can do this first song about him uh, running whiskey. Okay. Over the over the line. Sure, that's
0: my other grandpa, but sure. Oh, it's you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: no, nah, I feel that's well, okay. It's still a good one.
0: Yeah, they they were both. Ranchers, should, you want the backstory? story? Yeah, heck okay. yeah. So there was a, period in, a brief period in the 20s after you guys in the States made booze illegal where Canada still allowed it, and then we followed suit a few years later, but there was a brief window, and it was legal up there still. And our family ranch is about six miles north of the Montana border as the crow flies. So I always tell people Grandpa had a great idea to do a public service for the American people. <laughs> I love it. Let's do it. My mom denies this ever happened, but I know it happened. (laughs) I wrote my new song on a $5 bill, but I won't be able to sing it until I get hot on the trail, for to pick up a track of the dirty little thief and get my five bucks back. I first got the $5 on my Montana man, when he come across the line with a pistol in his hand, he said, give me all your money, but I got to his first, I took his Colts to and the whole first verse. You see, you couldn't buy liquor in the States back then, so we saddled up the ponies and we loaded up the gin. Rolled into the shadow of the grand old chief to get some Northern Rock Mountain kind of tax relief. <laughs> you couldn't count on the cattle when the market got down and the veterinary bills to the doctor in town. The kids needed shoes and they had to get fed and a big old bank lien was over my head. I wrote my new song on a five dollar bill but I won't be able to sing it until I get hot on the trail for to pick up a track of the doodle little thief and get my five bucks back well I wouldn't stop talking about Canadian rye bouquet and the palate is crisp and it's dry and the sea grounds bottle tasted mighty top shelf I said well thank you very much sir cooked to myself of course that didn't wash with the boys down south Judging by the stream of color coming out of their mouth I can't figure why cause from where I stood I got them just as damn drunk as any store-bought would I wrote my new song on a five dollar bill But I won't be able to sing it until I get hot on the trail boy, to pick up a track of the doodle little thief And get my five bucks back It's much better with guitar, huh? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's Rump come. Chat he comes storming across the border with six to eight guys, some damn fool, saw so fit to deputize. There weren't no sheriff nor marshal inside. I guess the lawman was up a-drinking whiskey all night. He said, give me all your money, but I got to his first. I took his colts, to and the whole third verse. He picked my back pocket, worked the five bucks loose. I had tucked in behind a can of Copenhagen snooze. I wrote my new song on a $5 bill, but I won't be able to sing it until I get hot on the trail for to pick up a track of the dirty little thief and get my five bucks back. The dirty little double-dealing, son of a gun of a song-stealing, chicken-eating thief and get my five bucks back.
4: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Thank you. See, I, I love, love that song. I love Thanks. the
2: story, storytelling songs, okay? Uh, you might make fun of me for this, but my all-time favorite, no, you should, well, you probably know this. We haven't talked about it enough. But my all-time favorite story song in the history of songs, you know what it is? The Gambler. No. Uh,
4: the ba- best ba- Battle
2: in Orleans. The be- better than that, it does deal with a boat. The best storytelling song ever. The Wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald.
0: Seven p.m. The man hatchway caved in. That's the what I'm toys. It's been Good, good to, to know ya.
2: <laughs> yeah. That is, like, I love the old story, like, especially traveling, uh, you know, as much as we do, and, and uh, like 3 o'clock in the morning when you're driving and you're tired and you get to kick on the old Outlaw Country, and, and uh, you've been on Outlaw Country quite a bit lately, by the yeah.
0: way. That's uh, Edmund Fitzgerald, so uh, that's some good Canadian content there. Yeah. Yeah. That's, um, it's like eight minutes long, too, right? No, I think it's 12 minutes that's long. 12 minutes. It's got the, uh, the synthy string part that goes. What, meow. Yeah, what meow? kind of instrument is that? I think, it's, I think it's strings, like like a string section. A harpsichord? Maybe. So hey, gotta, I want to say I'm really happy to be on the same show as Chansey. I'm a big fan. Yeah. yeah.
1: It's country music day. It's awesome.
0: Western music day. Western. Western music. Yep. Yeah. I should know that. Country. Known Western.
1: Western music. Not, again, not sitting in the middle of my pickup truck.
2: Got mustard
1: on my T-shirt. I got my girlfriend in my
2: Chevy, and we're driving down a dirt road when Ronnie pulls out, and we drank a bear. I don't that's like right. that. <laughs> I, would, I would take Wreck of the Evan Fitzgerald over that any day. Feels like they're trying too hard. No, that's the song I wrote. I actually did write a song, uh, Chancy, <laughs> I wrote a song for Chansey and he just denies it. He, it's the Bobby Marriott song, but... That'd There's be. a guy that we all know. You might have seen him at the rodeo. It's Bobby Marriott. Bobby Marriott. A friend of you, a friend of me. He only stands about five foot three. It's Bobby Marriott. Bobby Marriott. Bobby Marriott. But anyhow, it's no big Keep deal. going.
1: <laughs> He's a man who never quits all the hot chicks show. Anyhow. <laughs> <laughs> Bobby Marriott's an NFR pickup man, so sorry if you guys don't know. But anyway, back to the show. Sorry. I got, I, was, I got sidetracked with my songwriting ability. Corb, uh, what do you got going on out here uh, this week? I know you got a big show, a couple big shows. You're doing a solo show, I think, on the 6th.
0: Yeah. I'm, um, doing, I'm doing a solo show on the 6th in a little theater called The Space. It's nothing but cowboy songs from, from Strawberry Roan to the present. And wow. And kind of bullshitting in between the songs. That's awesome. And then uh, t- tomorrow night I'm at The Virgin with Ryan Bingham. So.
1: With Ryan Bingham? Yeah.
0: Nice. See if I can worm my way onto the show. boy.
4: That's oh, awesome. he's
2: Ryan Bingham's a, uh, the skinny dude on Yellowstone. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Right. That's right. I think uh, I'm the only one of all my buddies that writes songs that hasn't had music in that show, so I'm going to have to lean on somebody. <laughs> Do you watch Yellowstone? Yeah, I, I'm behind a couple seasons, but yeah.
1: Well, a, lot of, a
2: lot of killing. That, I I don't know. There, there's some parts. I, I like Yellowstone. Do you watch Yellowstone? Yeah. Like, I like a lot of it, but th- there is some, like, the in one of the seasons where the bull rider, uh, like, the two bull riders beat up some barrel racers, and they put them in the trailer and just drive them around. Like, there's some weird...
1: Or it's, it's, the, it's the simple stuff. Like, you're talking about the, the spurs in the barnyard. But then talking about Ryan Bingham, and he was staying outside with, the, with in the barrel racer's trailer, but it was a Capri camper. Like, come on, people. It's the small things that matter to me. But honestly, I will say this, though.
2: I think... I think a lot of people, and with shows like Yellowstone, I think that the Western heritage is kind of trying to make a comeback because I think a lot of people are just fed up with all the bullshit in the city and the crime, and I think there's a, there's a big wanting to get more back to the, uh, the cowboy way of life. Ever since those shows started playing, we had a deal in Palka City. I call it adult prom, but it's like a, like a ball for adults. And all these bankers that I know and all these city guys that have never rode a horse, they all showed up with, like, nice cowboy hats and, you know, like, suit, like dressed up nice. So I think in a way, you know, when we talk about the Western industry, I think in a way it's kind of making a comeback. Do you agree with that?
0: Yeah, it feels to me like it goes in waves. About every 15 years it gets popular. And, like, we we still all live that way. But every 15 years or so it kind of pokes up in the popular culture, like, 15, 20 years ago with Garth that did it. And then before that in the 70s with Urban Cowboy. Yeah. But that's kinda, what I, I think that's, there's an ongoing sort of fascination with the lifestyle. Yeah. I think you're right too. Is, as the world continues to degenerate, I think people look to earlier values too. You know? And
1: my dad uh, said that too when this all started. He's like, this happened back in the Urban Cowboy days. When that came out, everybody, cowboy hats and boots Urban and all that. Cowboy as we sit by bucking machines.
2: Yeah. We should have at the bucket machine over there. We should have the Bud and Sissy Award. If anybody shows up in I a, think
1: you and I should challenge I challenge you.
2: Poor shit, I ain't doing it. There's two machines,
1: two dudes.
2: I'm not doing it.
1: One championship.
2: Anyhow, moving right along.
0: I'm going to let's go to Chansey's show in, later. Play us another song, Corp. Get me out of this deal. I ain't getting you, on a bowl. What mood do you want? Menacing or sad or happy? I what? want happy.
1: Uh, well we have a Our good friend Will over here, who is a great music director in the business and a friend, uh, and he's also a veterinarian, Texas A&M grad. Uh Uh-oh. No, Auburn.
2: I went to undergrad at Auburn, Mississippi State for vet school.
1: Okay. What would you go to A&M for? Visiting. All right.
0: My bad. They're both maroon. Play the vet song. Well, I'm one of the few artists... When you ask him to play a vet song, you have to specify which one? Cause I so what about the, the Talking Veterinarian that. Blues? That vet rock is a very small niche, but I'm I'm in there. This is called yeah, this is called the talking veterinarian practice Assyrian section vaccination gun blues. It's mostly true. Well my dad is a vet, and if I was one too, the one thing he always taught me to do is get paid cash money. You see, jamming eggs is a mighty kind, thank you, but not for the bookkeeper, not for the banker. The margin's thin on treating large animals, unless it's a purebred or, more understandable, a racehorse of some kind. You see, son, city folks pay a high dollar to make sure Fido ain't hot under the collar. That's where the money is. Boutique animal hospitals, shopping malls, and cocker spaniels, and Pomeranians. Hang your shingle. Okay, the second verse is for sure, too, because it happened to my dad at his practice in the early 70s. An intern pulled this terrible behavior. Well, a blind old woman brings in a bird with a busted wing, and somewhere she heard we was good doctors. Well, that night it died in the cage under our care of unknown cause, but we'll make it square these things happen. Only one cure, though. Quick trip to the pet store. Well, morning come, I didn't want to upset her. For her own good, didn't see a need to tell her. when well, not only you boys have fixed his wing, it appears as though you've taught him to sing. You are good doctors. He's never sung before, and I've had him for years. Well, if you've been in the business as long as I have, you begin to consider the plight of the calves. Fun-loving, carefree, frolicking little critters. Well the first few months ain't all that bad. They never forget the good times they had, but then comes spring and branding time. Stuck in the ribs of the red hot iron, tag in the ear, shots in the hip, the D-horn paste, and snip, snip, snip. Welcome to the world, little buddy. It's no picnic. I'm not sure if I've given you guys the background on the last verse. The last verse is a true story, and in southern Alberta, where I, where I grew up, they grow a lot of sugar beets, and when sugar beets are mature, they're about this big, and they go in the fall, they dig them up, they cut the tops off them, take them to the plant in town and make them into sugar, and then they turn the cattle into the pasture, because the tops are good winter feed, but mixed in with the tops are fist-sized, immature sugar beets that the cattle choke on, so if you're a vet in that area, you get called at 3 in the morning, you got to go out there and either push the beet down the esophagus, or get it out of the animal's mouth, or it will choke to death on the spot, so having said that that bit of information. Well, I've treated my share as sugar beet chokes. If it gets too bad, you got to cut the throat and salvage the carcass. Dress him out on the spot. This one old steer, he choked real bad in the corner of the pen. He's mighty mad. I poked at the beet. It wouldn't dislodge. The farmer says, I got a dull knife. back in get the garage. I said, go get it. We got to save the meat. So I made the jugular cut. Steer jumped to his feet, give his head a shake, and coughed up the beet. Stood there and bled to death in front of his owner. Thank you, Doc. What do I owe you? Well, that's how it goes with the sugar beet chokes. Just don't get me started on. Just don't get me started on. Alfalfa bloats.
2: That's, I love that. That's, that's probably not one you can play on the East Coast. They to. don't laugh as much in Toronto. <laughs> <by the players. laughs> <laughs> they, I love they, that. they look at me. Thanks appa- a lot, appalled. Doc.
5: <laughs> what I <a> hell, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, will. Oh, anyway, what yeah. Do you, what are you listening to these days?
1: Uh Christmas music. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of, lot of Bing Crosby in my house. Um, that's my wife. But uh, you yeah, know, I've been jamming out a lot to uh, a band that I've always been pretty close to, but.
2: You know how, like, sometimes in your, like, music on your phone or whatever, you have something you listen to for quite a while, then it kind of goes away? I've kind of got away from it, but I've been back to it. I've been listening to a lot of Guns N' Roses lately. That first record's killer. And I, oh, yeah, I got uh, the Use Your Illusion, all that. Um, I actually got a Guns N' Roses poster for the Rum Chat giveaway. But you know what? You know one of my favorite Guns N' Roses songs ever that I think gets ignored too often is Patience. From, is that not one of the best songs ever? Mm, yeah, and you know what else yeah. I like about Guns N' Roses? I went to other concerts, and Axl Rose is just as fat as I am. And that's badass. Because you can be a fat guy and still rock. So, Speaking of which, welcome Garrett Yerrigan, announcer of the year in the PRCA.
1: Got a carrying in pizza. Carrying a pizza. So, I got—I told this the other, before the NFR on the show, but... Uh, or No, no, I, I didn't even tell it yet, have I? What Whitney did? So talking about what i listen to a lot in the last few week or so. So, the day before we flew out here, my beloved football team, my Iowa Hawkeyes sucked this year. And they lose to my hated rivals, the Nebraska Cornhuskers. So, which they suck worse than Iowa. So, I'm down in the dumps. And my wife, we're going to dinner with friends. She hands me her phone and says, can you order the, to the Uber? And I'm pissed off and I'm like really Uh, okay I guess your fingers are broke well on her phone I see it's Ticketmaster section 120 whatever row and I'm looking she had surprised me with tickets to the Eagles in Fort Worth oh my god I will never be that good of a husband and you said that they were really good it was unbelievable no smoke no pyro Just an amazing show, and Joe Walsh at 75 can wail. It was unbelievable. He played every note like he did, and Don Henley still has the golden voice. They had an orchestra, a choir. It was was three hours. Was
0: Vince Gill with them?
1: Vince Gill. My God, Vince Gill was with them.
0: Who do you you listen to? Do you listen to the Eagles?
1: I'm not done with my story. Uh,
0: Oh, yeah. (laughs) God.
1: So anyway, they played every song from the Hotel California album. And then they, he said, we're going to take a short break. When we come back, we're going to play everything we know. And the place went nuts. Hmm. But it was a it, three-hour experience that, uh, you know, was unbelievable. And on the way in, what do you call those little those guys that put on the bike and they got the little tent you ride in the back? Run, run. Rickshaw. Rickshaw. Yeah, so we get in with these people, and they're just blazing up. So I go in already in a good mood, a little second-hand high, a little hungry, $17 beers, but God, what a great show.
2: Yeah. Smoking, drinking, oh. loving.
1: And Joe Walsh came into my wife's store, the Maverick, in Fort Worth, wanting really expensive rodeo shirts. That's what he said. That's what he told me. I want really expensive rodeo. Yeah, you know. Joe Walsh, I want really expensive. You got to know Joe Walsh.
0: What does that mean exactly?
1: I, I don't know what a really expensive rodeo shirt, I but I know that them. one thing. The Mavericks, the place to get a really expensive one. I would
0: have sold them something. Yeah, I'm, I'm a big Eagles fan too. They're so. a major influence in my early, early uh, teen years.
1: Do you know any Eagles?
0: I know chunks. You know, yeah, I got one I want to play for you. Is that can yep, we yep, take let's a Let's do it. Turn? it. Yeah, so absolutely. You know Don Edwards passed away? Yep. Yeah. I' this is my favorite dog oh, perfect song for him. It's called Coyotes. There's a cowboy I knew in South Texas. His face was burned deep by the sun. Part history, part sage, part Mexican. He was there when Pancho Villa was young He'd tell you tale of the old days And the country was wild all around Set out under the stars of the Milky Way And listen to the coyotes howl And they'd say, ooh, yip, ooh, yip, ooh Ooh, yip, ooh, yip, hoo. Now the Longhorns are gone And the Drovers are gone The Comanche are gone And the Outlaws are gone Geronimo's gone And Sam Bass is gone The Lion is gone And the Red Wolf is gone well, he cursed all the roads and the oilmen, and he cursed the automobile. He said, the only thing left from the old days was them damned old coyotes and me. And they'd sing, ooh, yip, ooh, yip, ooh. Now the longhorns are gone. The Comanche are gone And the Drovers are gone And the Outlaws are gone Stan Wapde is gone And Quantro is gone The Lion is gone And the Red Wolf is gone One morning we searched his adobe He left without either word But that night When the moon crossed the mountains one more Kyle was heard singing,
2: Thank
0: Yip, Do Yip, ooh, that song? Yep. i Yip, ooh, heard it before. Makes me sad.
1: Yeah. It's, uh, he was quite the storyteller himself.
0: Yeah. He used to play, I'm playing the Elko Cowboy Poetry Gathering next uh, February. I usually play it, and he used to play that every time. He was my, he was one of my favorite performers there, but it's a big loss.
4: Yeah.
1: Well, it's, uh,
0: sort of bummed me out.
1: No, it's all good. It's all good. Know what other direction we want to go. It's Rump Chat. We do whatever we want.
0: Well, I,
2: I know that, uh, I do this every time the Corbs on, but it truly is one of my favorite songs ever. And he already probably knows what it's going to be. But one of my favorite songs that I love to listen to Corb like uh, any time that we're we're feeding or you know when I when I go ranch in in the Osage in Pawhuska, Oklahoma, it's it's uh, not like Yellowstone. <laughs> There's no trees, and you just uh, drink gold buckle seltzers and and uh, drive around. You're, you're not on road, so you can do that there. You drive around on pastures and put out cake. Um, one of my favorite Corbalone songs ever. Every time it's on, I crank it up. My favorite song is Everything is Better with oh, Cows Around. Okay. And the reason I like that song is for a couple of reasons, because I get it. And, like, when you're having a shitty day and everything's going right, you can listen to that, and it just makes you feel better, you know? And... Um, that, I, that's always going to be my favorite song So no matter what, I don't even care if you get tired of playing it But since this is called Rump Chat, not Corp Chat <laughs> You have to do what I say So while we're getting to the end We have got to hear that at least
0: one time Okay, I can do that Everything is better with some cows around Living in town sometimes brings me down Let me bestow this western blessing and leave you Cattle bound, may you always have cows
4: around?
0: What else you gonna spend that extra money on? What else is gonna get you up? Hours before dawn. What else is gonna keep you toiling on and on and on? May you always have cows around. Now come on, you know that you got too much time on your hands. And not nearly enough complication in your plans But well, you need to embrace all of the frustration that you can May you always have cows around Well, everything is better with some cows around Living in town sometimes brings me down Let me bestow this western blessing and leave you saddle bound May you always have cows around What else can make a bishop swear like a sailor might? What else can cause such tension between a man and his wife? What else could ever bring all these enhancements to your life? May you always have cows around. What else is going to get out when you don't close the gate? What else will make you prematurely show your age? What else would take a run at you in a fit of bovine rage? May you always have cows around. Well, you'd never get to see your banker otherwise. And you'd never get to fix no fence or hang no barbed wires or have some mangy neighbors bull breed the heifers that you prize. May you always have cows around. Everything is better with some cows around. Living in town sometimes brings me down. Let me bestow this western blessing and leave you cattle bound. May you always have cows round. Thank you very much, sir. I appreciate that. <laughs> Somebody do the work. Here we to go. Fight. Well, there's Hereford, Highland, Simmons, Simmantown, West Black, and Mated Jew. Keenina, Limousin, Shorthorn, Chalet, Watusi, too. Texas, Longhorn, Corrienne, Romanola, Galloway. And Angus, Brombo, Brangus, Jersey, Guernsey, Holstein. Hey! Well, everything is better with some cows around. Living in town sometimes brings me down. Let me bestow this western blessing and leave you. Cattle-bound, may you always have cows around. And may you always have cows around. Something like that.
2: How can you, how can you not smile?
0: <laughs> I tell people that song's about depression.
2: <laughs> yeah, no. It's like when you hear, everything's fine, everything's fine. No, it's fine.
0: You know? There was a bonus verse in there that I didn't put on the record for you. The one of the, the the banker. Oh, the banker. Yeah, I, I love too, that one. I wrote too many verses for it. <laughs> I did that too with you the could, Bobby And Marriott you could go something.
1: so many more too. Well, um, mm-hmm. we want to leave, uh, we'll do one more, but we're going to leave that one up to you. What, uh, okay. Um, dealer's choice here.
0: Yeah, all right. This is my, uh, when we got back from the uh, plague being over, people asked me if I was going to write a pandemic song and I said, hell no. I already wrote one in 2012. It goes like this. When the oil stops, everything stops, nothing left in the fountain. Nobody wants to money, son, so you just well stop counting. Can you break the horse? Can you light the fire? Well, said. I beg your pardon. You best start thinking where your food comes from, and I hope you tend a good garden. We're well, getting down on the mountain, getting down on the mountain. Don't want to be around when the ship goes down. I'll be getting down on the mountain trucks don't run, the bread won't come Have a hard time finding petrol Water ain't running in the city no more Do you hold any precious metal? Can you gut the fish? Can you read the sky? What's that about overcrowding? You ever seen a man whose kids ain't ate for 17 days and counting? We're getting down on the mountain Going to ground on the mountain Don't want to be around when the ship goes down I'll be getting down on the mountain There ain't no heat the power's gone out it's kerosene lamps and candles the roads are blocked it's all gridlocked you got a short wave handle well can you track the deer can you dig the well i couldn't quite hear your answer well i think i see a rip in the social fabric brother can you pass the ammo we're getting down on the mountain going to ground on the mountain don't want to be around when the ship goes down i'll be getting down on the mountain When the oil stops, everything stops, nothing left in the fountain. Nobody wants paper money, son, so you just well stop counting. Can you break the horse? Can you light the fire? Well, that? I beg your pardon. You best start thinking where your food comes from, and I hope you tend a good garden. We're getting down on the mountain, getting down on the mountain. Don't want to be around when the ship goes down. I'll be getting down on the mountain, getting down on the mountain. Getting down on the mountain, don't want to be around when the ship goes down. I'll be getting down on the mountain, going to ground on the mountain. Yeah.
1: <laughs> well, ladies Thank and you. gentlemen, <clears throat> this man, December, tomorrow night. Where's that at? Where's that show with Tom- Ryan yeah. Bingham?
0: Tomorrow night at the Virgin Theater. At the Virgin the Theater? Yeah, with Ryan Bingham. And then uh, Tuesday night at the Space, it's a solo cowboy song show.
1: But that, That's already sold out, though, isn't it?
0: Mostly. There might be a few... Flat few around. tickets
1: left. Well, check it out because it's it's a night of great storytelling, western songs, and just if you one of the very few people who don't listen to Corpse ever never have, please do it because um, all the years ago, well over ten years ago, when I first went to Canada, Strathmore, Alberta, and they go, I'll play uh, the, some corp one of your songs, and I go, what?
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's where you heard of us uh, in Strathmore yeah really That's
1: yeah funny. um i mean we i was at the rodeo yeah. and so somebody said you know play it and, and i was looked at like i just you know <laughs> i don't know it was bad it you're, was in the, you're, in the, you're in the club now Yeah, i have been in the club a long since that day since that day but uh thanks guys check him out and so big big round of applause thanks corb Lund, everybody thanks well we're gonna wrap it up uh a few announcements um What do we got?
2: I want to thank uh, our new sponsor. They got a booth up here. They got several booths. Check out Red River Arenas, okay? It's a mom and pop operation. They want you to rope in their backyard. Don't go to somebody else's. You can get an awesome deal. They have specials during the NFR with Red River Arenas, the official new arena of Rump Chat. We want to thank them for coming on. Also, don't forget we got Rump Chat T-shirts right over there for sale. Rump Rump Chat Chat gear. Um, Go see Jesse. Hey, let's give away this bottle Pendleton real quick. Oh, yeah. Who wants some free stuff here in Vegas? Pendleton whiskey.
1: Pendleton?
2: Uh, All right, Rump. What's who? the question today? The question is, okay, this will be easy. <laughs> you should be able to answer this, okay? Um, what is the name of the song that I wrote? <laughs> Bobby Marriott, Dude in the Black Vest, number one. <laughs> Come on up here. Thank you for paying attention. He just does what he loves. He always wears leather gloves. He's Bobby Marriott. And everybody says Bobby Marriott when I say Bobby Marriott. He's Bobby Marriott.
0: Did, did, you did you record that?
2: No, I, I
1: haven't.
0: You talked to Chansey about that? I'm going
1: I'm to work on it. You know, we need an intro song, so, you know. What the world needs more rump chat.
2: <laughs> Two overweight guys from the middle of America that make noise. <laughs> They're not talented And they don't plan shit (laughs) I think the world needs more rum Wrote a little
1: little podcast on a $2 bill (laughs) Yeah, I'm not good at you Everything is better with some ham bone around (laughs) (laughs) That's
2: true Living with ham bone sometimes Get his wife down
1: (laughs) Gets his wife down (laughs) Also true Well, um uh, manscaped. Yeah. D- get cleaned up. Get cleaned up, fellas. Your don't wife forget, will appreciate it. Don't forget
2: the Cowtown. Cowtown Cowboy Christmas. How does your garden grow, Corb? <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> December 14th through the 17th, Cowtown Coliseum, WCRA Rodeo. The rodeo of the day. Be sure to check yeah. them out.
1: WCRA.com. We'll see you. Pro y'all. Fantasy Rodeo. You can enter daily, right? There's daily yep. Daily price packages. So uh, Gold Buckle Beer gets you some of that too. Thanks, everybody.
2: I was
0: Thanks everybody. Oh, yeah.
1: Picture. Chansey. I was lost. Oh, there's Bruce's cousin, Wyatt. Don't forget, coming up next is our Cinch Mechanical Bull Riding Challenge at 1.30. Come get signed up, it is free, it is open to all ages. The Cinch Mechanical Bull Riding Challenge coming up at one thirty. come get signed up.
0: Nothing's for sale, it's a lost highway, it's a California hotel.